Welcome to the Story Tinker Podcast, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, mainly from Webtoon. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep in every episode, analyzing character struggles, relationship development, and of course, theories. We also interview people working in creative industries. You can follow the Story Tinker on YouTube, podcast platforms, and social media. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support the Story Tinker on Patreon. We're really appreciative of your likes, subscribes, follows, comments, and ratings on all platforms. Thanks for listening to the Story Tinker, and let's get started. All right, here we go. Okay, welcome to episode 159 of Let's Play. And we are continuing right after the blood drive. We are seeing her apartment. They're walking in some front entrance area, which I don't think we've quite seen it from this angle before. And she says, you didn't have to, Sam says, you didn't have to drive me home proud. Sure you want to get home and unwind. Like, it's all right, but yeah, don't mind. Which is, I'm like, I think he wants to maybe unwind with you. <laughs> like, that was my first thought. Like, don't put yourself, don't tell yourself short. You thought I wanted to unwind? You should be able to help me with that. <laughs> and so like, how's your head feeling? Sore, but it'll be fine. I think I I think a hot shower would set you right. Which once again, I, I keep giving her all these ideas. I know, it's so terrible. Not terrible. That's not, not terrible. terrible. Showers are awesome Normal. with your significant other. I actually am not a fan, but <laughs> really, I, I oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. No, I'm okay with it, but it's not sexy to me. It's just not. I don't know. It's just like I'll do it if she wants it, but like I don't. I don't, I don't even it. just taking a shower to get clean together you that for me that's just awesome that's I'm very happy for you I have found that logistically it just doesn't work for me and my husband like, no, we're in each other's way our shower's too small like tiptoe around each other to like yeah. reverse the soap and whatever yeah but, yeah you know, my parents gonna kill me I remember my parents taking showers together not for sexy reasons I'm pretty sure because we only had one shower in our house and like we were all getting ready at once. So I'm 100% sure it was like logistically <laughs> just to like get showered faster. So I, I did grow up with my parents doing that. So <laughs> that's funny. TMI about Mindy's parents. Please don't tell them. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> They're like, like you know, mom, don't watch this episode. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God I didn't watch any episode. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Um, and she's like, that sounds like a great idea. Totally. I, I think if there was any innuendo planned, it went over her head. <laughs> totally over her head. <laughs> and she pauses, looks down, looks a little sad, and says, Charles, did you mean what you said about my dad at the blood drive? About being under duress? So oh. glad they're discussing this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, you know, everyone sees their parents the parents but you know the way that child sees the parent is not necessarily the same the way that like an employee sees the parent or whatever any other type of relationship um and i think that mr young's behavior you know i think she can recognize well we'll we'll discuss that as we go through it but i'm glad that she realizes that it has to be talked about and she doesn't want him to feel forced into anything well and she recognizes it i mean when they were in the restaurant discussing the potential of a relationship she mentioned I don't even know what my dad would do if I had a boyfriend you know I mean she she's she knows his behavior she knows he's intense so I don't think she's too surprised but well I don't know she looks concerned mm -hmm. for her, Charles and she asks does he really make you feel like you're under that much pressure which I find a little funny because on the way she's asking it, it makes it seem as though she doesn't feel that pressure from him. But we know she does because she can't even tell him she doesn't want to be like continuing the company. So. Mm -hmm. And she responds to his uh, antics with anxiety. I mean, when he was on the ground, Charles, help, you know. So I don't know. She's uh, sometimes she stands up to him pretty easily, but other times she's falling for his behavior I guess you could say his tantrums and that could be part of like how she sees their relationship you know like you said other people outside of a parent-child dynamic have a different perception and a different relationship with that parent with that person so she might be surprised that 
she knows she reacts that way sometimes to her dad, but she's surprised that Charles might feel of all similar. people too, yeah. right? Because remember, she's only recently realized that Charles is not up here on this pedestal and always cool and always collected. She's only recently discovered this. And so now to hear that he is feeling like he's under duress when he's in certain situations when it comes to her father, that's probably got to be pretty shocking for her, I guess. Yeah. And she, her look is really concerned for him. You know, it's a very, it's Sam's, one of her strengths is her genuine caring for other people. And, you know, it's just perfectly exhibited in that look that she gives him. And he says, Samara, I don't wish to speak ill of your father. <laughs> it would be fair to you. Just nice. He's already respecting his future father-in-law. <laughs> but he did break my phone with his bare hands. I mean, sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> drive is very important to him. He wants to get back to the community for giving blood and saving both you and your mother on separate occasions. And this makes me I feel guilty. I think this blood. is... <laughs> sorry, what? This makes me feel guilty for not getting blood more often. Yeah. I, I really liked that he saw this, though. Because I didn't even actually think about the reason why blood donation was so important for Mr. Young. And the way he talks about it, it's just very on the nose for him, realizing why he does this and probably observations. I feel like he must, I don't think that's something you could extrapolate, even knowing she was sick. I think like Mr. Young must have said that at some point. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that he found out about his wife though. So he had to at least extrapolate that part mm -hmm. of it. Um, cause that was a new revelation. He has always known about Samara and his situation with Samara, but. Yeah. And he continues, your father wants to lead by example. And he's always the first one in line to donate. So him asking me to lead the charge is an honor because he trusted such an important task. Uh, trust me, it's such an important task. I'm sure you're aware that your father can be intense, but the pressure I felt today wasn't because I felt obligated to donate. It's because I didn't want to disappoint him. That's really sweet. <laughs> I think. Mm. Yeah. It re remember when they were at the restaurant and he was talking about how he treated her the first year she worked there? Do you remember that conversation mm -hmm. and how he was kind of testing her this whole time and didn't think that she was so different from her father that he didn't really see her uh, value at first? He mm -hmm. questioned it, and if, especially mm -hmm. since she was destined to be the next CEO. Mm -hmm. But then he talked about their differences and one was macro, one was micro. Mm -hmm. Remember that? I just remember him talking about Mr. Young in that instance and how he respects him as a very successful CEO. Um, sometimes I forget how he does respect him because we see how he acts when he throws his temper tantrums and his weeping and wailing and he just kind of, yes, Mr. Young, or when she scraped her hand, he's just holding it up, you know, just the way he uh, responds in certain instances, I forget that he really does respect Mr. Young and his um, ability as a CEO and his boss. So, mm. yeah, just... that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that feeling. I think one of the worst feelings in the world for me is, well, not exactly, I guess, parallel to disappointing people, but like, yeah, disappointing people and having feeling people don't like me. Like, it's like the worst feeling, you know, feeling like I did something wrong um, to deserve that. So, yeah, I'll get to that aspect. And he continues, but I'll have disappointed him anyway. I fainted at the blood drive and needed Uma to take the team to lunch. I convinced him to go to Hawaii, telling him I had everything in hand. Instead, I fumbled an event that means a great deal to him. But it's likely that I'm being harder on myself than he ever will be. Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> when he says that it's like i'm still not sure you're gonna survive the next encounter well that's because of sam not that's true not yeah. because of the blood donation right <laughs> what he doesn't know <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's i'm glad that honestly like for me it's a development in charles like 
we were seeing how Sam doesn't, you know, saw him go down from the pedestal. Now this is Charles voluntarily admitting his weaknesses and his anxiety. So I think that's great. I mean, it's not like he's been trying to put up a front with Sam, but I do think it's just healthy that he feels trusting enough to tell her things that he's worried about. No, I yeah. agree. And I, I, I also think it's healthy of him to recognize that he is likely being harder on himself than his boss will be in this particular instance. You know, it's easy to beat ourselves up and to rehash situations over and over again. So it's a good reminder for us as a reader that when stuff happens and we are disappointed with how we reacted or behaved or how things turned out, we're likely being harder on ourselves than other people would be. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I agree. Concur. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think. Is this what I'm picking up? Yeah. Um, Laura, okay. Right? So um, Sam is looking up at Charles, listening, really taking it in, and she can see how uncomfortable he is. He's not making eye contact with her, he's looking away. So she grabs his arm and says, It's okay, Charles. Um, uh, we know guess, from, oh, go ahead. I was just going to point out again, we know from experience how her grabbing his arm like this affects him because she's done it many times where he's like, does she realize that she's nestling her, my arm in her breasts? And it, I was just going to say it. that. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that because the, the panel like highlights that, that where <laughs> she's nestling his arm. <laughs> uh -huh. I don't know that she's aware. I don't know. No. You know, but to be honest, people with big bosoms, sometimes we're not aware where they are, to be honest. <laughs> so much to work with. She hasn't seen herself as a sexual being yet at this point. That's true. So I remember, um, you know, I had pretty big boobs. Uh, and when I was, until I married my husband, I was like, they're so annoying. They're in the way, you know, <laughs> like, and, um, and yeah, and now because of my darling husband's like, adulation of them. I'm like, okay, well, I have a great asset. <laughs> I've never thought of that way before. Ample and cozy, according to Monkey, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and I'm actually aware of myself than I was when I was 20, you know? So. Mm -hmm. And she, yeah, so she's, she's blossoming into that develop, uh, awareness of herself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she looks at him and says, I know my dad can be intense, but he can see reason. Um, and Charles, like, this is startling to him. He jumps, but they're making eye contact. She looks, or he looks down at her and she continues. I'm sure he'll understand if you explain what happened. You don't need to be so hard on yourself. I'm sure everything will be fine. Meanwhile, Charles is sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, because where she's holding his arm. <laughs> you know blushing. that's what he's thinking about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then he clenches his jaw and he like looks away, um, his head is down, he's blushing, he's sweating. And Sam is like, oh, right, I forgot. Uh, and she removes her arm. Um, she, she, yeah, removes his arm. She's like, let's go, whatever. <laughs> like she did before says, when she pushed him away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. Yeah. And he reacts to that too. You can see he opens his eyes. He's like startled by her uh, stopping the physical contact. And she continues, anyway, even if dad gave you trouble, he'd have to go through me and I won't let anything happen to you. <laughs> she is part Papa Bear. <laughs> you know, she is part Mr. Young. So she does have that. We haven't seen it yet, but I know we've got a little Papa Bear, Mama Bear hidden inside of her. I mean, we've seen glimpses of it when she mm -hmm. told off that customer when he was like so rude to Charles. Yeah. And her brother even. Hmm. I don't yeah. remember that at the hospital when he was trying to warn her of Charles oh oh yeah okay yeah yeah but it's interesting because like I don't think Mr. Young normally talks about like his employees with with Sam but I think in this case like she'll make sure that nothing happens to Charles like she'll be proactive about it I think with the donation that she definitely could hold her own but I think when Mr. Young approaches her if he approaches her or Charles about um them sleeping together I am curious on how she's going to take it mm. is that going to be too embarrassing for her that she hunkers down or is she going to rise to the occasion and 
as pissed off as she should be. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't know. You will find out because like in order for her dad to know that they slept together, you know, she would have to know that he's been having someone tail her and spy on her. So like she should be pissed. Yeah. She's in her twenties. Yeah. She's definitely allowed. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, is you need to be, even if, even if Charles was a mistake, you need to be allowed to make mistakes. You need to be allowed to figure things out, to learn about yourself, learn about others. If you raise somebody in a bubble, when they're released, they don't know how to respond to the world. And that's what this story has really been about because Sam has been raised in a bubble and now she's slowly being able to experience the world around her. And she's learning so much more about herself, about her sexuality, about even just feeling like a woman and not a child. This, this is a coming, coming of age, coming to your own kind of story. Coming a lot is this very appropriate for this episode. <laughs> Anyway, see what you did there. <laughs> this is the kind of joke I also could not have made at 20. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm going to notice every single time I say that word now, but this time, thank you. Sorry. Would you like to, um, would you like to step inside my... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So we continue on. Um, and Charles says, Samara, I wouldn't want for you to go against your father. And Sam is looking away and she says, why not? It's not like he's going to fire me. You didn't do anything wrong. I wouldn't be able to stand by and watch if he gave you a hard time. At most he'll whine and pout, but he'll back down. She's still looking away. He always backs down. I don't think people realize how much he's all bark and no bite. Um, and Charles is looking at her, you know, listening. He's still sweating a little bit, still a little bit of a blush, and she's still looking away, a little bit of a pause. And then, so Charles takes this time to change the subject. Well, yeah. Can yeah. I say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, just this line right here. I don't think people realize how much he's all bark and no bite. And I feel like that's how we all saw him at the beginning. We saw that he was no bark, no bite and all bark <laughs> but when we see that he's spying on her and being so shady I just I'm 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 not looking forward to this uh realization that Sam's going to have to have of what kind of man her father actually is oh my gosh I just had I just had like a light bulb moment as we were talking okay so Mr. Young is like so enmeshed with his daughter right <laughs> will not his let wife. her grow up mm -hmm. uh his wife is like putting more boundaries up right and like she not knows allowing... how to yeah yeah exactly but sam doesn't necessarily know how to do that yet and that's like no no i don't know i kind of feel like boundaries with your parents is kind of a lifelong process <laughs> um yeah but mr young like i don't know he i don't it feels like tentacles in sam is the imagery that comes to mind and the, the last panel in this chapter, I feel like, is really similar. <laughs> um, I was gonna. I was just like chains. You mean yeah. chains? Yeah. So, one. man, that's really interesting. That somehow Sam has like gravitated towards this man who is like also very possessive. I just feel oh. like Charles and Mister Young are so much more similar. I mean, when you see them at first they're just night and day and then you see them become more and more and more alike well, as time goes often, on yeah, people are often attracted to people like their parents they're, so it makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i totally married my father 2.0 and so. <laughs> in, in a very large aspect to the personality is very very similar i did not marry my father no no Oh. My my father was, he was a teddy bear, not a papa bear. He was a teddy bear. <laughs> my dad passed away about seven years ago. But when, when my husband, we were, we were dating um, and we, uh, 
decided to get married pretty quickly. And when my husband told my father, my father gave him a big hug and said, thank you and welcome to the family. He wrote, he, my father literally wrote him a thank you card for taking me off the market. <laughs> when when my, my husband was getting ready to go meet my family, he said, I'm really nervous to meet your father. And I laughed at him I'm like, my father is not the one you need to be scared of. <laughs> it is my mother. <laughs> and it is so true. Yes, it, it was so true. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is it my turn no i don't remember what we're switching <laughs> um about no it's when the hug the hug right oh right yep sure yes okay so charles takes this beat in the conversation to change the subject and he's noticed like she has been a little bit more uh distance since pulling physically pulling away so he says, Samara, I apologize if I've come across as cold to you today. And she's still looking away. It's all right, Charles. You don't have to explain. I pushed the line in the elevator today and got too close while at work. You made it clear that we shouldn't do that. Yes, but and I realize I am probably getting too familiar with you and the nature of our relationship isn't like that. Oh, and she's still looking down and away. And I would just see like Charles. His hands are in his pockets too. Just saying. I feel like oh. he, he looks very guilty. Like he feels that that he caused her that he distress yeah mm -hmm. yeah i guess his body language is yeah conveying that as well because mm -hmm. he like hunched shoulders a little bit yeah and sweat drop worry. Mm -hmm. yeah, and i think like while all the things she's saying is true i think that now he kind of doesn't feel that way anymore not necessarily intellectually maybe cognitively he still thinks oh i should keep my distance but emotionally he is for sure like he he feels bad that she feels like she should be distant from him Mm -hmm. Do you think he's more cognizant of the fact that he's not following his own rules? I think by the end of the chapter, he is. Yeah. We can talk about that more than that. I just was yeah. like, I don't think he's in as much denial as I was assuming. Mm. Yeah, I think this is part of that realization that he's upset that Sam is upset. And mm. yeah, he, he wants to bridge that. Um, and so we see, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Not just sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we see Sam from Charles' perspective. She's walking in front of him and she back says, I suppose, him. what? Yeah, her back to him. That's like very yeah. clear language, you know, where yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this is like uncomfortable for her to say to his face. And so she can just say it as she walks in front of him. <laughs> and she says, I suppose touch is very important to me and I use it to reinforce what I say so I guess she has some awareness of what her body does to other people she <laughs> likes being touched she likes to touch she's a physical uh -huh. person mm -hmm. probably physically starved to be honest mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. yeah probably yeah living alone and just now realizing that she's a sexual being yeah. well and think think about her fantasies that she's had they're very explicit and I feel like they're very very touch oriented um so I I feel like yeah she's been kind of uh, touch starved for so long and now she wants to experience all facets of touch and I'm very similar to this I mean I think a lot of us are if you have a connection with somebody uh, or you want to convey a message you lean in and touch them in some way you know just i yeah so Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I guess it depends on the person. I have to be very aware of touch in my job. <laughs> Obviously, work is different, but like, well, like, she, yeah. yeah, with like as as a music therapist, sometimes touch is appropriate, sometimes it's not. You anyway, but absolutely, yeah, like personal relationships. I'm like, I'm not really a touchy person, but Sam mm. is clearly. Mm -hmm. And she says, but with you, I should take a more hands-off approach, at least while in public. Well, think about her family. I mean, Mr. Young, he's a very touchy person. <laughs> so she yeah. just grew up around, I mean, even not, not obviously sexually, but just, you know, right. hugs and snuggles. And I, I feel like they were a very cuddly family. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like you kind of bring that. You, you kind of take that from your family life and alter a little bit. And I'm a very uh, 
I, I, I tease my husband and say, I'm sorry, I'm needy. You can't, you know, I, you got to come home and I'm needy uh, just because I want to snuggle, not anything else. It's just, I just need a hug or something like that. So I guess I kind of relate to Samara in this, this <laughs> instance. What? I know, no, no, no. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking that my husband is also a snuggler and and I like that too but he this is the particular face he makes when he wants me to come to bed and he's like what's on his baby face his puppy eyes like oh that's adorable <laughs> can you imagine what Charles was thinking when she said I think I should take a hands-off approach <laughs> wouldn't it be great if they could just get to the point where she could just torture him at work just by little looks and nudges and everything and he's you know forced to keep hands off but then see that that is golden for me that would be awesome (laughs) but she's not quite there yet she she can't quite own it yet she's doing it inadvertently (laughs) definitely (laughs) so she continues sorry for getting carried away and forgetting it won't happen again and we see Charles' face and he's like Ugh. yes <laughs> <Let me talk. laughs> why did I say like, that that's not what I want <laughs> yeah uh, oh and then we see Bowser <laughs> there's my good boy did you miss me ah! yeah we should go for a nice walk today very good yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute that little puppy oh he's adorable and we see charles come in and he says tomorrow please give me a chance to explain my behavior for today and she says instead it's okay charles you don't need to rehash things i'm just adjusting to the stipulations of our agreement she's trying and so he- hard to follow what he originally stated and he's just not there he does not want to follow this so-called contract that he laid out in advance this is just not this isn't gonna happen for him (laughs) well I think also he needs to be really clear because he was so clear in the beginning he was like you know I if you want a relationship I'm not the person for you if you um if you're okay with just physical stuff we can explore and see where that goes and so she's like oh yeah I, I need to remind myself that's what's happening and so he needs to be really clear again. Wait, actually, I want to change that. <laughs> we need to discuss because he he definitely was not feeling the same when he was in the elevator when Rosewood was in the elevator. Um, they never even cuddled after the fact, right? And that's definitely not the case when he's with Samara. So... I don't know. <laughs> so he closes the door um, and says, I would prefer it if I did explain things because I would like to make a few things clear. And I feel like the door closing is like putting a, a punctuation mark on what he's saying. He's like really trying to bring attention, like, listen to me, please. <laughs> we are finally behind closed doors and I am going to explain to you what the hell was going on in that uh-huh. elevator. <laughs> Because... yeah yeah uh-huh yeah <clears throat> i don't know it also feels more like mm, commanding <laughs> he's taking command of the situation right now that's for sure mm-hmm. yeah. for me i felt like you know it's it was just the way to allow him to get physical you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. privacy yeah totally definitely part of it and so she stands up and says, all right, if that's how you feel, I just don't want for you to feel like you have to repeat yourself again. But don't think I'm upset or anything. And <laughs> sweet Charles is right behind her. She stands up and oh boy, he is right there. <laughs> she is shocked. Super yes. blushy. Yes. Big old With hug. The- yep. Big bear hug. Doesn't stay a bear hug. <laughs> Sorry, I think that's your, your cue, Sabra. <laughs> My cue. Hey, describe. listen. <laughs> describe. The, what describe. Those uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> I have so many mixed feelings about all of this. Okay. 
<laughs> so Charles is, we've got a full panel of Charles standing behind her and he's got a hand around her waist and a hand around her shoulders. And waist? he's just right now, her waist, lower waist. It's, I mean, it's okay. waist is up here. <laughs> it's, it's getting a little lower, but, but I'm yeah. yeah. And he's pressing her into him and he's, I want, uh, I wasn't trying to be cold towards you, Bunty. I was instead struggling to keep my cool which is something we all love to make our men to do. We want them to struggle. So good job, Bunty. Too bad you, did, you weren't in the know at the time. So now he's whispering in her ear and we can see the uh, lust appearing in Bunty's eyes. Oh, wait. Oh, I was gonna say it looks like fire flames but I think that's just her pupil I was just zooming in um but she's she's definitely feeling a little bit uh, lusty herself blushing profusely <clears throat> and he says you're not the only one whose body was aching after last night the little skinny Though I think mine was aching for a different reason. And we see a panel of, yeah, he is, he is right there behind her and he is using his hands to start to caress her, we'll say. And to push her back into him so she can feel. (laughs) Feel definitely why he was aching. Mm-hmm. definitely why he was aching I think he might have still had a case of blue balls mm-hmm. not entirely but my goodness he's I think yeah we'll just keep going <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be slow and gentle with you last night since it was your first time but instead um, but instead of it satiating my desires um, he's shifting definitely I don't even know how to describe this. It's intense in a very good way, we'll say. Um, Yeah, Monkey does a really good job of making it explicit without actually showing anything explicit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we are just seeing their faces and you can see that Sam is definitely feeling something intense right now. And Charles is gripping her shirt so tightly he's definitely that's 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 what he is he's definitely okay there's a phrase in hebrew which is he who understands will understand (laughs) meaning if you get it you get it yeah yeah um i think i feel like he is he's he's just trying to express to her exactly how intense she makes him feel and what he is wanting and what he is desiring because he is he is very much a sexual being and um he's been holding back he's been trying to hold control himself for so long that he's hoping that at this point she's a little less nervous and he can kind of let go a little bit more i think and yeah it's much more direct what yeah it's much more i mean what he's doing is pretty forward right it's not like letting her take the lead it's not you know it's not like slow foreplay it's not like you know gentle touches first no it's direct (laughs) yeah it's like this is this is what I need this is what's going on this is how you make me feel and it's not I'm not just coldly walking behind you I am wound up like a cord and just like a spring and I just can't contain it much longer I'm going crazy um, he's whispers in her ear, the sounds you make, the way your body reacts to my touch. And she's jumping and twitching and she's feeling good inside. We'll say that. Um, it only makes me hunger for more. Hmm. Makes us hungry for more too, Charles. It really does. <sighs> All right. Kate. Um, I wanted to press you against the elevator wall and consume you. That, (laughs) would you like to know too much information? I guess. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, this is, this will actually be kind of funny for you since you're pregnant. So I'm currently nursing. My milk dropped at that point. Just saying. (laughs) 
It's so funny. It's so weird. I, I never experienced that. Not really? No. Yeah. My milk drops at really weird moments. That's interesting. But I will tell you, I got very annoyed at breastfeeding by the time my kids were like seven, eight months because I felt like it was sexual. And I was like, I know my breasts were literally invented or whatever <laughs> for babies. But like, as they got past like newborn, newborn stage, I was like, oh my God, why are you sucking down my breast? This is not for pregnant. I was like, I started getting grossed out by it because I was like, this is not for babies. But what, it was ridiculous. But yeah. Something that is so funny. Um, I didn't get quite to that point, but my first two, uh, two pre- uh, deliveries, I guess you could say, um, whenever me and my husband had intercourse, my milk would always drop after. It was so embarrassing at the time. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. It's like, just obviously you can't help it. But when I read that, it, it was my so body hot. definitely reacted. Yes. Yes. It was very, very hot. <laughs> wow so too much information i know and not too much don't worry it is very hot the fact that my milk drop isn't hot but this is hot (laughs) well my husband no no i don't think while i'm nursing my husband even wants to touch him he's too worried (laughs) like i don't want you to get anything on me (laughs) i think it's just a testament to like um mongi's effect on us you know, yes. it's like, she's such it was, a good storyteller. A good compliment to her. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, especially since we, li- we can't see his hands. We know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Rub, we rub. They're- rub, rub, rub. <laughs> yes. Rub a dub dub. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yes. And this like the most explicit, because I mean, I, I mean, I'm just curious to me, this felt like it was the most explicit thing I've seen on Webtoon. Okay. Um, on webtoon or in yeah, her? Like it's not not in terms of skin because you don't see any skin, but just in terms of like what what's being implied. Well, I think it definitely was the most uh, sexually effective thing I've mm-hmm. seen. Um, I don't know him him pulling down her zipper and the knuckles on her back on her spine that one episode that was pretty good too. <laughs> so. She, she's just very talented. She's very talented. Um, we've got uh, Samara uh, biting her lip and uh, he says, I wanted to press you up against the elevator wall and consume you, but you but we were at the office and you were exhausted. I had to keep my distance. Mm. Okay. Then, then why didn't you just say that? She tries to say. <laughs> Again, she's still got lust in her eyes and she's trembling. She's definitely feeling it mm. because they didn't want. <laughs> yeah. Again, rub. He's, oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> because I didn't want for you to think you left me unsatisfied. It's very considerate, but holy Hannah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when in fact I was burned. When in, when? I was, in fact, burning up inside. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I know. Mm. Yeah, this, is- this is so hot. This is so hot. And the fact that his shirt is slightly unbuttoned, he's not wearing a tie. He's just mm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And then <laughs> she, she subconsciously likes a little dominance on her which is I wish it was a little bit the other way in all honesty like I wish she would experience being more dominant but Mm -hmm. when she has her fantasies she's being submissive and so I feel like this is just react uh her reacting emotionally not just physically to what he's doing heck we responded physically to what he was doing and emotionally to what he's doing Mm You're just reading it. What? We're just reading it. I know, I know. Uh, The next panel, all we see are uh, their feet, which his are very firm on the ground, but hers are trembling and her toes are curled. She's just standing on one of her toes. and, And he asks, do you want me to stop, Samara? Which is good but I also think he's just kind of teasing her a little bit do you want me to stop because I know you don't want me to stop but I'm gonna ask you anyway out of the courtesy of my heart <laughs> I mean, you know but it's still good about when she says no 
yeah because you know she does he doesn't she doesn't want to stop and I don't think he thinks that but she says no but if you don't stop I'll <laughs> lots of haws there <laughs> uh, and it's she so definitely like, what yeah, focuses on Bowser he's like yes now we're on? why is Mom? that so weird what's going on yeah I'm surprised he didn't start barking <laughs> I would have ruined on? the moment that would have ruined the moment um but she definitely comes to completion and he looks very proud of himself and he's holding her up as she's panting and trembling and kind of just doubled over um that is a smart that is, totally that is yes. definitely he's very definitely sparking yes <laughs> which is so funny because he's still just feeding his own fire right now without coming to uh he's still burning inside he's still burning inside he's he's just feeding the flames as opposed to finding a way to douse them i guess it's like yes so she's trembling and panting and he's looking at her and he's, that's a good little preemie and he chuckles <laughs> Oh, what a jerk i would have smacked him yeah exactly <laughs> physical assault <laughs> yeah oh it was funny the first time now i'm gonna just yeah. <laughs> don't keep bringing that up every time you make me come <sighs> oh yeah. you bet he will you bet he will <laughs> he's definitely gonna do this if this is what he does and when he's still trying to be you know like in the beginning when you try to impress them yeah, he's going to keep doing it. <laughs> yes, well, so I, I think, and we all do this. We all do this. My husband knows that he, like, plays with the hair on the back of my neck. He'll make me just, like, blah! Like, I've seen a spider or something like that. And that he just, he loves doing that just because he likes to see the reaction. So <laughs> I feel like it's kind of the similar thing. It's like this inside joke. I'm going to do this to you because I know it what I'm going to get from it. And I'm just going to tease you about it later. And <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so Sorry. any more thoughts? Um, very effective. <laughs> very steamy. Very and, steamy. Yeah. I do have to admit, even while I was, it was very, very steamy. I was a little worried about Bowser. Really? I'm not going to lie. And then Wait, when I, how? um mostly like sh the way mongi is drawing it so uh for example the um, panel where she's standing up after she's given him some scritches and she stands up and you see him smiling and her fingers kind of leaving i don't know just the focus mm -hmm. on it and then um hear him watching what's going on a little confused and then we see the panel it's night now they've been together for a few hours now and you see poor bowser outside her bedroom door whining <laughs> this is tragic <laughs> this is so sad his ears are back and i'm kind of wondering how he feels about charles at this moment <laughs> he just is, blows away he needs yeah. to have his princess with that little princess doll he has he i know her. yeah everyone has their love yeah. yep so i'm just uh, we've all been kind of uh, in awe that Bowser absolutely adores Charles and doesn't like Marshall. And so I'm wondering if we're getting ready to see a switch here. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he'll just go pout to Marshall. My mom's busy again. Will you pay attention to me? <laughs> You'll love me. <laughs> but to be fair... You need some emotional love. Your pets can't have all of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So here we come to the panels that had my uh, my whole emotions going haywire uh, after after this. So I kind of want to hear what your guys' thoughts are on this. So we see that uh, they're in her bedroom. He is looking at her um laying down in bed you see him and he's just he's just staring at her just gazing and you see that she is sleeping she's soft sleeping softly and he's just he's just staring at her just gazing it's actually really quite cute 
That's very contemplative. Yeah, he's maybe this is where he's coming to his realization of what his real feelings are about his contract and where she stands. Um, then we see a picture of his heart, which we haven't seen in a little while. And they're all thawed out, it says thawed. He looks at her again, uh, a little bit closer. And the next panel we see, they're, they're glowing. All of his hearts are glowing. I think, I think this is Sam's hearts. These ones, I think, are his. Currently. I think, I think they're Sam's because his are. So do you think his background? are the thawed ones? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then Sam's okay. are the, the white background, the glowing ones. Okay. Mm. I see that. Okay. And he's looking at her and she's got, we do know that she has three glowing hearts, right? So he is looking at her. He lifts up his, his hand and he brushes her hair. And then we see, ah, you know what? You are right. I see this. I see this now. So we have the glowing hearts and the thought hearts. The glowing hearts are on top and the thought hearts on the bottom. Um, the thought hearts are a little bit gray on the bottom and the glowing hearts that has a white, it's kind of fading into each other. Um, but then it's ignite. His ignite. The thawed ones ignite. And now the background is completely black. And they're the two rows of three hearts are now chained together. Clink. And we see them lying in bed. And we see all of these chains, like figment chains, kind of emerging from Charles and wrapping around Samara. And we just see this one word that says mine. Dum 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 dum. <laughs> Charles, Mine. Charles, Charles. I know this is. So, I have lots of thoughts, lots of thoughts. But my first reaction is no, <laughs> no, <laughs> because the last thing I want is Charles to be a villain. I do not want him to be no. a villain. But this behavior. It looks toxic. It looks toxic. toxic. And yes. well, so hear me out. It looks toxic. He has yet to do anything to act upon this, this, these thoughts of his. So I'm gonna hope for the best because I still really adore this character. The way she's written him, it's, he's, he's an amazing character. And I do have one question though. Is he reverting back to past behavior or is this new behavior? Doesn't seem like he behaved. Well, you know what? If this is past behavior and he was like this with his ex-wife, maybe that would explain a little bit why she cheated on him. I don't know. But I don't think so because we get, we, the way that we're shown younger Charles is like the sweetie pie. So it would seem to be, I mean, I would say newer behavior, but I would say he definitely was influenced by what happened. Oh, definitely. I'm wondering, so I think this behavior actually makes sense. I hate it. I was really just like, I, I called my husband because he wasn't home. You need to get home now. I need you to read this because I need to vent. So. <laughs> And he's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, honey, I just need emotional support for my, for my web comic. It's okay. There's no tragedy, but I need you. So I feel like this reaction makes sense for what he's been through and how he responded to his wife's behavior. He went from what we think is a happy marriage in his mind, maybe we really do not know. Um, his wife cheated on him. He reacted horribly, not horribly. He reacted so intensely that he felt like the only way to cope was to chain up all of his emotions, right? And he decided not to involve himself emotionally with anyone else. And he's been in a lot of relationships since then, not relationships. He's been in a lot of contracts since then um so that he can alleviate his desires satiate himself um but never allowing himself to get emotionally involved so what happens when you completely chain off all of your emotions and now those emotions are 
released and he finally allows himself to what appears to care for someone he is going to be possessive he's going to go through this i really think we're going to see a jealousy arc now from mm -hmm. this um and I'm just wondering, is he going to go through this process and heal from it because it's new behavior or is he going or is it old behavior? And is he going to just be stuck in this toxic, possessive, you are mine? He just never did that with any of his other relationships, like with Rosewood and Eve. So I'm it just doesn't make sense to me that this is his core behavior. I don't know. What oh. do you think? I don't like it. I don't like seeing it, but so maybe I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to justify it, but I'm trying to find maybe loopholes and how I can explain his behavior and how I can hope that he can overcome it. And I don't know. What do you guys think? I've talked a lot. Your turn. Yeah, you go first, Laura. Um, I think a lot of what you're saying makes sense um, because he has so much, um, chained up a lot of his emotions like uh allow allowing himself to feel something for sam maybe is a new and scary thing for him so the only way he knows how to cope with it is to um is like you know manifests through these chains this possessive behavior because if maybe he can feel like he can control that a little bit more um yeah, it's interesting that when the six hearts ignite, the background like completely changes to black. Like it's not, it's not white like Sam's was. Mm -hmm. So I didn't it notice makes... that before, but I, oh. I don't know. It seems a little foreboding now. Mm -hmm. No, it's, I agree, which is why I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, it reminds me of when we saw that kind of. Um, Link, when he went over to Samara, took her light and shared it with Angela mm. that one time. Do you remember that? Mm. When it, it was all kind of in there. It, it, it wasn't actually oh. happening. It was okay, yeah, yeah. figuratively yes. happening. Um, where, yeah. So here, Charles is still in a really dark place. And he has been for a long time. I mean, and we knew that he was because of what Vicky saw. So he's reacting in the way that I just, the thing is, is I just didn't see any of these little clues. I don't know what I'm not thinking properly. Um, there were a lot of instances where we see reactions from Charles that don't point to possessiveness. Like when he's like, I don't like this ability that I have, uh, inability I have to say no to her. So I'm going to have to change that. Or when he tries to push away and stay away from her. But I don't know. I, just, I, I think that you can be possessive and still also feel like you're the one who's being pushed around. No, what, what I'm trying to say is, is I'm just trying to find out if this is his core behavior. Is Charles an overly possessive man? Or is this a response to his trauma? He, either way, he has to work through it. Either way, he has to work through it. Is he possessive because of what his ex-wife did to him? And now he's finally let his heart open up. I mean, his hearts are all glowing. Whether it's in light or darkness, they are all glowing. And it, he knows it's because of her. And then he reaches out and he's chaining their hearts together. And I'm wondering, is that because that's what he does? Is that his toxic behavior showing, showing through now? Or is it because it's a reaction to his trauma and he has to heal and recover? Really, I'm just kind of trying to decide where is Mongi taking this? Is it going to mm -hmm. turn into uh, Sam trying to save herself from a toxic relationship? Or is this still going to be a story where Charles can find redemption? I don't sense. think he could find a redemption either way. Like, even if it's a core behavior or if it's a newer behavior, I think he could find a redemption either way. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious because I, until now, I didn't see anything about Charles that was like disturbing. Like, okay, whatever. He has some issues, but nothing that was really, really concerning. But this is, 
this is really concerning. And I do think it comes from his wife because I think that because she left him, he's now so scared that it'll happen again, that once he finally opens his heart up and he takes it seriously, he's like, okay, I have to clamp down on this person and control her so that she doesn't do to save this person. I'm hoping that he's not going to control her. He hasn't controlled her in the past. I'm, I really don't know what's going to happen here. I'm really, and I think this is why I was so emotionally distraught because Mm -hmm. it threw me for a loop. It was definitely a twist. I didn't see coming. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm happy about it, but I, I, like I said, I do understand it. I do understand it. I, we always kind of thought there was going to be a jealousy arc. Mm. Um, because if they did get into a relationship, it would make sense. But the way Mangi portrays it, the way she illustrates it, whew, it's intense. These and, hearts igniting and chaining together and then um, him just that one word, mine. To some extent, it's really cool. I really like it. Um, my husband, he's mine. <laughs> you better know that, <laughs> right? But with the chains, it makes it appear toxic yeah um yeah I again I don't think it's surprising just based on how severely he reacted to his divorce like cut off all emotions basically so when he does feel this ignite it's so overwhelming maybe that the only way he knows how to deal with it is to be like this possessive one of the top comments was really interesting um uh said that um this is him bringing sam into his safe space this is this is his way of like really truly opening up to her and like being open to the idea of a relationship um and i still think it's not i still think it's concerning (laughs) it's very concerning behavior yeah let's let's look at something else real quick though let's just look at the point of him actually looking at her seeing her allowing himself to feel again and coming to terms with the fact that he wants to feel again he wants to be in a relationship Mm. now granted this might be a toxic relationship the way he's at it but to be fair he hasn't done anything yet that is toxic behavior he hasn't done anything to Sam, to control yeah. her, to prevent her from seeing her friends. I mean, we know possessive toxic behavior and what it can turn into. But uh, the only foreboding thing that I really see also is, in all honesty, Bowser. Oh, okay. No, so I, have, I do have another foreboding thing that makes me think that, contrary to what the top comment has said, where it's like, it's an analogy for self-control. I think that, um, remember when Vicky... Uh, held the sand and she felt the chains creep onto her that was definitely a negative thing and I don't think that was for naught I think that this is the same that you pick up on something dangerous about him yeah I, I do have a word to say about that um one of the things I've discovered about life people relationships is that um you know people can be very 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 complicated and have some people can have very very bad parts to them um this kind of uh, brings my way my mother's father was is still alive. Um, very, very, let's just be complicated person. He was far too smart for his own good, like skipped two classes. He's probably like one of those uh, geniuses with poor social skills. And when he married my grandmother, my, <laughs> um, they were very much in love, like they were head over heels. And he was emotionally not equipped to be in a relationship. I don't think they knew about therapy in those days. And their relationship just was, went down the drain. Like it was just horribly toxic, horrible. And could he have been saved, right? If he had had the proper help, if his, um, if, if there was this concept of therapy around him, I don't know, probably. I'm assuming maybe he would have helped a little bit. I don't know. It's hard to, you know, think about these things. But, you know, it, I look at him and he's like a tragedy, right? He's a man who has like a lot of very, like he's super intelligent, he still is, but he really destroyed the of his relationship with almost everyone around him because he does not have social skills. Let's just say that, right? I mean, like, but when my mother tells me some stories, like she said that her sister found their love letters from the beginning of their relationship. I mean, when she knew them, they were like, they either were super much fighting and then at some point they stopped talking to each other and then they just 
that's really, really weird relationship, but he would leave notes so she would cook him food, but they still didn't talk. And she had grown up with him as a very, like, she said sometimes he was an amazing father or something. And if he was in one of his movies, he was an awful father. So she's read there that love letters. And, you know, it was, it's such a jarring thing to realize that the person that you now come to see as like a very bad person was trying in the beginning of his relationship. Like he really loved her and he just, it all went down the drain because of whatever, the way that he was born that never got helped. And, you know, I was listening to this um, talk by Alec, Aaron Sorkin, who is, um, he writes a lot of screenplays and a lot of movies. And one of the things he said was that when you're writing a villain, your villain should never be a villain to you because you should understand why the villain acts like he or she does. And that made me think of Charles, right? Because up till now, we've been we've fallen, in, fallen in love with Charles. He's become, like we understand him. And even now when he's starting to potentially show toxic behavior, we understand him and we still love him. And I think that's honestly like the ability of great writing to be able to sympathize with somebody even when they do bad things because people are never monolithic. And people are not black and white. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so I'm curious to see where, you know, how down the baddie road Charles will go and if he'll redeem himself or not. Um, and either way, I think I think it'll, it'll be fine either way. Um, I like stories personally with a redemptive arc because I'm an optimist and I like when things end well. But I also understand that like for people like my grandfather, things don't always end well. I mean, you know, some things got a little better. He now, my mom now talks to him after not talking to him for 30 years. So, you know, um, some things got better. Um, but, you know, on the whole, his life is ruined. But yeah, so anyway, I'm, I, I like it. And I'm curious to see how, what happens. No, I agree. This is exciting. It's stressful at the same time <laughs> for me anyway. I feel like it has a lot of potential for Sam to grow in a lot of different ways um, because this is very, very much a foreshadowing of, you know, things that could potentially go wrong with their relationship, Sam and Charles, and that, uh, that may or may not play into their work relationship and Mr. Young, um, you know, firing Charles or Charles deciding to leave the company and maybe taking that opportunity overseas. Um, and then Mr. Young feeling justified maybe in like sending people to spy on Sam and, and like meddling in her life. Um, and like, you know, maybe Sam would find a way to be like, well, I mean, sure, this bad thing happened, but that's still is not okay for you to spy on me mm. and find a way to grow in that relationship too with her father. Yeah. Maybe. I have no idea what Mongi is going to do. She's, I have no theories. No theories, Mindy. Oh. <laughs> I have no theories. <laughs> so we have so many things that are getting ready to hit the fan. We have so many things. We've got the spy. We've got the person that's like trying to extort somebody for extra cash for pictures of Marshall. We have Mr. Young knowing about Charles and Sam's rendezvous. We have Bowser. <laughs> oh, I like how you got Bowser and his emotional. I know. He didn't get Bowser. his walk tonight. He did it. He did it. And he's crying. And this is this is this is important. And then we have uh this new curiosity of what's gonna happen. I think another reason why I really do not want Charles to be a villain villain is because and I love what you said. It's like we understand Charles, I don't understand it entirely, but we understand <laughs> his behavior and we still love him uh even if he is starting to show some toxic behavior. But I really in the beginning Marshall uh Mr. Young said you're too good looking to not be the villain and it was just he was painted the villain and I don't like it when he's somebody is painted something and they can't rise above it mm -hmm. right um well he still can well no like I, I don't like that feeling so I want them to be able to so I'm hoping that I'm really hoping that this is just new behavior he's responding to the trauma of his wife and he's capable of recovering from this. Again, I still would like them to be together, but I also want, you know, even though they're fictional characters, I want what's best for them. <laughs> but uh, I'm just curious on what what we've got coming. We've got 
another episode with them in it next because we got another little sneak oh, peek um, nice. from it. I mean, she, she posted it quite a, quite a few weeks ago on uh, Patreon. So we do have another episode of them. At least I have a feeling we'll get a sneak peek, uh, you know, some, another side story of other characters as well um, next time. But she threw me for a loop this time. Hot and, hot and steamy and then <gasps> foreboding yeah <laughs> emotional roller coaster for sure right and so I good about the last panel I, I it looks like they're they have more beige bins it's very pretty <laughs> they look i mean it's if really the chains graceful. weren't there it's a beautiful beautiful little moment i mean if the chains weren't even in, involved at all and it was just those hearts and everything and you didn't have the chains involved it would be a really beautiful realization of charles coming to with his emotions and and realizing this is this is not a contract i don't want to be um i don't want to be pushed away emotionally from her i want i want this relationship i want to try but mm-hmm. putting in those chains makes it super stressful because we do not fully understand exactly what that is going to entail and how he's going to react to it and what he's going to do now that he's declared she's mine. Yes. I mean, it could be a cute little heart thing. Mine. I want you. I want this relationship to work. I want to try. But it's mine. (laughs) You guys are fabulous. This is always so fun when we get together and you help me vent out all of my emotions. I can sleep peacefully now that it's all <laughs> out of my system. That's good. You're pretty fabulous also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that way too cool. emotionally involved with fictional <laughs> stories. That's what life's about. I mean, I remember the first time, not the first time, but if you ever read, oh my gosh, it's like, I guess my name is Charles too. And it's all about this. You ever read, um, Eight Cousins and Rose and Bloom by Louisa May Alcott. So she wrote Little Women and she wrote a, a lot of other book, novels as well. And one of them is about um, a set of two Eight Cousins and Rose and Bloom about this girl named Rose. Anyway, I won't give it away, you know, the plot of this 1800s book, but basically there's a character, Charles, who's a very tragic figure. And after I read about his life, I cried for like legit hours. I was like 12. <laughs> so yeah, it was fiction lives strong in our hearts because it reflects reality so don't ever apologize i am very true the most important things in my life so yeah mm, thank you <laughs> i won't feel so guilty <laughs> now <laughs> yeah well thank you so so much it was wonderful as always and now yeah, we'll see what happens next week stay tuned yep hope for the best <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe, Rochelle, Saucy, Tuggles, Meg, Ann, Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, and Milta, Esther, and watching a people tourist prophecy, Marie, Jen, Emily, Jean, Jen, Erin, D, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Miranda, Christine, Clady, Kelly, Daniel, Louisa, Mr. Gostaldo, and Kaylee. Your support is truly appreciated.